On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show Special Edition, Nick and I will be asking questions to George, Mark, and Harrison. We're not talking about part of the Beatles, we're talking about Star Wars royalty. Cue the music. Hey now everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of Star Wars Time Show, and yes, that's right, it is a special edition, that's because we're recording on Tuesday to release on a Wednesday, because our turnaround time is sick. As you heard from the announcer, who I may be related to, or he could just be a clone of myself, kind of like Starkiller, anyways, Nick and I, you know, we, we kind of like to cook up some fun stuff, you know, it, it, there's not always news to discuss, which we love to do, we love to speculate on new stuff, but sometimes that just isn't the case, and, and the news front's kind of been dead ever since the Vanity Fair piece dropped in May, but... That does not stop Nick and I because we are Star Wars super fans. It's in our blood. It's in our souls. So as you heard in the intro, we're going to be talking to George Lucas, Mark Hamill, and Harrison Ford. And unfortunately, they're not the real Mark, Harrison, and George, of course. I mean, we're not that big yet. We're close, but we're not quite that big to get those level of stars on the show. Uh, but we thought it'd be fun to kind of ask them questions, and we try to guess at how they'd answer them. So these aren't going to be stupid questions like, you know, uh, what do you think Luke's favorite color is? No, these are going to be poignant questions that I would actually like to ask these gentlemen in real life because, as Nick probably did too, and you other Star Wars fans, you you've looked at these people as kind of quasi-heroes, mentors, whatever you want to say throughout your life. So we just thought it'd be fun to kind of ask fake George, fake Mark, and fake Harrison a few questions from Star Wars diehards. All right, Nick, so uh, let's start with the maker. I think that's who we should talk to first. And uh, why don't you go ahead and ask him your question. So, George, what I want to know is why 1999? So I'll give you a little bit more context why did you choose to bring back star wars in 1999 i know that the the cg was where you wanted it to be but did you feel like if you waited a few years maybe the star wars thing would have died down or did you feel like that was the perfect level of cg that you needed to make your vision come true that that's my question to george and here's how i think he would answer it I, I legitimately think he would go right to what you just said. The tech was ready. I've been sitting on these stories. I've been wanting to get them out. You know, I, I took a lot of time off. The last movie I shot was, you know, uh, I probably worked on some of the Lost Star or the Indiana Jones movies, but the last Star Wars I really worked on it wrapped up in '83 when we dropped Return of the Jedi. So I, I was ready to get back to it. All that special edition shit. I was kind of getting the juices flowing, playing with the new CGI technology out there. So that's why 1999. Okay. Now I'm going to pose this question to you, Matt. Do you do you think that if he would have waited, say he started in 05, say he say Phantom Menace TPM came out in 05 instead of 99, do you think we would have gotten different movies? Because by that time, we, we've seen what you can do with CG. I mean, like, you've had huge movies come out using CG. I mean, 300 was like, people saw that and they're like, holy shit, this is what you can do with CGI. It had become a little bit more refined. Right. I, 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 I don't think they would have been any different. Uh, I mean, if you, you read anything about those productions, pretty much everyone involved, whatever George wanted, they would do, whether it was the right decision or not. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't blame him. I mean, it's George fucking Lucas, right? I mean, he is the maker. He did pull all this shit out of his ass. And he is responsible for all of this Star Wars stuff. He's the reason why you and I sit in basements and talk on microphones. So I, I – and really, I don't know if you checked out that VFX vid breakdown we put out, Nick. But, you know, there are some VFX artists kind of going through the prequels. And they're they're saying, like, honestly – the work still kind of stands up today. It was yeah. revolutionary for the time, but it still kind of stands up. So I, I don't. I, I think they would have been the same exact movies. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. You would have had the 
the uh, the spawn of social media going down though. You know, Facebook would have popped up by that point. YouTube was live at that point. Yep. I don't know if that would have influenced, say, the second or third movie after bad reactions. I doubt it. Uh, but no, I, I I think George is he's always been committed to the narratives he's had in his head, and I don't think it would have mattered if he started in '05 versus when they came out. Yeah, that's the interesting piece that you just brought up is the social media. Like, he would have been essentially he would have been wrapping up in 2011, and by 2011, I mean. He honestly, I think he would have jumped off a bridge. I, <laughs> he said as much. Like, why would I ever make another movie to just get yelled at? Yeah, he I said mean, that it, at like TFA celebration. Right. The, the prequel stuff. While I, I, it's George Lucas, I think he's probably like, "Fuck, I don't give a fuck what you guys think." But he did, and, and he did. I mean, he he gave an honest answer, as Nick said. They're doing an interview. You know, would you ever do Star Wars again, or why did you get rid of it? And more or less, his answer was, "Well." Would you want to get your fucking teeth kicked in after putting something out that you created to the world? So Yeah, I mean, it's it's different. Like, what he goes through with the backlash against Star Wars is different even than what Ryan goes through. I mean, yes, Ryan is a creator. Ryan, you know, came up with the story to TLJ, but George created the whole universe. Like, so when he sees people bashing it, it's it's different than just like, oh, they hate my movie. It's like they hate his child. Like they, no, I was gonna say it's like they're hating his his family. Exactly. These these are his kids. These characters, the worlds, they are him. Yeah. So, uh, that's, so it, it would be tough. I mean, I wouldn't want to deal with that. Yeah. All right. Especially Matt. if I could have made four billion dollars selling it and let Disney get t- kicked in the balls instead. Yeah. So. There's there's no reason. Like there would never be anything that I would turn down a four billion dollar check for. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm uh, sure that, that that lessened the blow of the prequels a little bit. Yeah. For sure. So. Well, speaking of speaking of selling, so uh, my first question to George would be, why did you decide to sell the license? I mean, I think yeah, I think we touched on it a little bit there. I think he had told the stories that he wanted to tell and he would say that he had ideas for seven, eight, and nine, but he, well, didn't. I mean, he's come out now and said, I had them fully fleshed yeah, out. Yeah. He, like he had the ideas, but I don't think after the prequels, he had the passion that he did. No, you're right. You're I, right. I, I, I believe he was on record saying I was, I was never going to do them anyways. Yeah. Like he, he had his plan he had scripts written out, drafted up, but he just, he was never going to do it. And I guess I, this is where I come to an impasse where it's like, is it just that Disney made him an offer that he couldn't refuse or did he actually want to see it live on? In my opinion, I think he would have been totally like if Disney never came to him and said, we'll give you $4 billion, he would have never shopped it. So I don't think it was that that he wanted to see it live. I just think that Disney made him an offer that he was like, I can't say no to this. Like, yeah, honestly, you're writing a great documentary. I'd like to see. Yeah. Like what? Because do does anyone know the, the, the true story, the nuts and bolts of how this, the sale came to be? Was it Disney knocking down at doors or was it George going out looking to get rid of it? We don't know. Right. I mean, I don't think that's ever been on record. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that that's out there. And that's the most interesting part of it because I mean, say Disney lowballs them. Disney's like, I'll give you a billion. Or even like, even if Disney came and said, I'll give you $750 million, and he just says no, do we just never get Star Wars again? Is he at the point in his life to where he's that, like, you know? I, th- I think he, he probably would have taken even more time off, but I think eventually he would have wanted to get the stories out, if anything, to let Dave Filoni fully assume the role of, as his replacement. Yeah, that would be the only... That's like the only wild card. Like, I don't know if he'd direct them. I, I, I bet he would write them, produce, and, and kind of be what he was on Empire and Jedi. Yeah, I think he would. I think that's a good call, though. He would definitely let Filoni, like... This is the yeah. official torch passing. I just, I knowing that he had drafts for seven, eight, nine, in a concrete arc. I mean, how we we learned at celebration that that JJ has worked with George basically day one on on the rewrite of nine. Yeah, and is probably folding in some elements of his, in particular the Palpatine stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think George could have just let them die, but I, I don't. I, I think they probably would have been releasing right when these Disney Disney ones were, if not a little later. Yeah, I think it would have definitely taken a little bit more time for him to get there. So yeah, 
Good stuff. Good stuff. I think. I think All right. So yeah. let, let's. Uh, you want to do another one to George, or just kind of go around the table, and we'll hit George at the end here. Yeah. Let's let's go around the table and right. see if we can get. Something. All right. So let, let's let's ask Mister Hamill a question, Nick. <sighs> so for so for Mark, I mean, I know there is the obvious question that everybody would ask him if they could be Kurt. And I think I think I'll just go there. So I would ask him, in his opinion, where did he see Luke Skywalker going after Episode Six? So like, I think we know a lot of these answers because he's pretty much said it. I know he's 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 talked about it a little bit, but he never laid out like he said like, oh, I expected him to be more. There's a few like like I know in particular in TFA. He said that he always thought he would be the one showing up in the woods and, and. force pulling the lightsaber to himself yeah like when he was reading the script he thought when he turned the page and that scene was going down like bam luke shows up and saves the day yeah uh so i know that's how he thought tfa should have worked out uh the i'd say the other thing he probably would would reply to you nick would be i wanted a moment with han and leia carrie and harrison yeah i mean if you if you follow him on twitter that's a lot of his, his like the things right. that he shares, the things that he posts. He wanted his castmates back together. I, I, I'm not even gonna say at this point he wanted them to be the stars. I think at some point in time he thought that they were still gonna be the stars, but that was never the case. But but I, he definitely wanted a reunion, and I, I can't say I don't disagree. I'm also not one of these people that hates the TLJ and the way it handled Luke, so it it didn't bother me that, that much. But yeah, it would have been fantastic. Yeah, I think that if. If he would have, if he could say like, what did he like, what was he doing? I really do think that like they touched on it in TLJ. I think that he would have been teaching Jedi. Like he would have wanted to be seen in the movie actually teaching. Jedi. Well, I, I agree, but I th- I think it would have been teaching Leia, yeah. and that was George's kind of draft where Luke the whole time more or less would have been grooming Leia to become just as strong in the force as him. Yeah. And that kind of follows, I mean, and this goes to show that, that George's ideas were weaved into old EU in a way, because that was one of the primary threads is like Leia becomes a Jedi master and is on the Jedi council and stuff. So, or were the EU people reading his mind Could be and creating too. their own stories from it? Maybe maybe none of that. the writers in the old EU are actually writers. They're just all pen names for George Lucas. <laughs> he just wrote all of them. <laughs> yeah, Timothy yeah. Zahn, a.k.a. George Lucas. Yeah. No, but I think, you're, I think you're dead on. I think the reunion is definitely something he wanted to see. You can really see that in his social media interactions. I think he did want to play – because, like – I remember, like, you saw the documentary on the movie, and he was like, I kept reading the script, and I was like, where do I come in? Where do I come in? So you, he was anxious. Like, he wanted to be back. Oh, in. yeah. He, he hated that he had no lines in TFA. Like, yeah. That, that burned his ass. Yeah. So I think, you're, I think you're dead on. I think those two things were his primary desires. Right. And, yeah, I think I that's think he is. probably would have wanted to survive until nine as well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree there. I think so, too. Especially right, well. knowing the situation now with Carrie. But yeah. So what what do you got for Mark? I, this one's slightly different. It's a little more of a, a personal question and not full on Star Wars. Obviously still Star Wars centric. But I would ask Mark, which of your iconic roles do you appreciate more? Luke Skywalker or the Joker? That's a tough one, dude. Okay, it so it is, dude. So I'm gonna I'm gonna base Stick this that in your pipe and smoke it. I'm gonna base this off of a off of a a Twitter response I saw and I almost tagged this to, to like go to star Wars time and post it, but I didn't want to put it out there. Cause it was some kid asked the question to Mark basically like it was basically asking him about the scene in empire and like what happens to his lightsaber when he loses his hand and Mark responded and he didn't even remember which lightsaber he was using. He's like, I think in that scene I was using my green one. And he wasn't like everybody knows you watch Empire. He's using the blue. He's using the, the Skywalker right. family blade. And he's like, I don't he's like, I don't specifically remember that. I think I was using my green saber. Um, and I don't think we ever got that one back. I don't think we I don't think that lightsaber was ever found again. And like the way that he I mean, granted, I mean, Mark's, you know, an older 
person now. This these movies were filmed forty years ago, like. But the fact that he doesn't remember that type of thing, like the lightsaber that he was using in Empire and stuff. Well, I think like sometimes that. we have to remember as fans that he's a person playing a character, exactly. which doesn't mean he's going to dive into the universe as much as a I fan know. Would. And like, <laughs> it, it like it kind of it is hard to remember that, and like even for me, it sometimes like I'm a very level-headed person and like i don't think that you know that celebrities are supposed to remember shit like that anything like that but i think um so i what think you would have said man? the joker L- i think you would have said you do joker. i really okay. do because he he gets into that role and he they've essentially let him build that character the way that he wants to and that's this is a tough one. It really is because I, I'm trying to get inside the, the head of a human. And you would you would have to think in terms of appreciate. The fact that Luke Skywalker has essentially made him a permanent mega celebrity and has paid for his life and probably his kids' lives. Like generational wealth we're talking about. Yeah. But it also set him up to get roles like the Joker. Yeah. So if you look at it from that standpoint, I, I would think that he would have to go to the role that made him. That's true. That, yeah, that's that, a good that, point. That made Mark Hamill a household name. Uh, I think if he was just a voice actor doing the Joker, you know, like what's his name? I, I remember his first name. That's it. Kevin, who voiced Batman in the animated series. Oh. Um, I, I don't remember Kevin's last name, mm-hmm. but I remember Mark Hamill because of Luke Skywalker. Kevin Conroy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... I think yeah, I think you're definitely onto it because yeah, I think that's. But if you want to, I, I think what you hit on is, is a different interpretation of the of appreciate, like in terms of appreciating the character he played. I'm with you on Joker because, as you said, he. I mean, voice acting is way different than acting acting because voice acting you you. That's all you're using is your voice. So you got to change the way you sound. You got to change your cadence, your tones, your pitch. Uh, so as Nick said, I think he was able to infuse more of himself into that, which is odd to say considering his physical self was Luke Skywalker. Um, but I'm with you. In terms of like career art shit, I'd probably say the Joker in terms of like just human appreciating moments in life, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I kind of cheated on that Yeah, one. but it's so, a little bit of both, a little bit of both. That was right. fun. That was a fun question. All right, so moving on to Mr. Grumpy. Yeah, I know. It's like, I feel like we both want to ask Harrison, like, why the fuck do you hate Star Wars? But it's... it's well, we, we asked... We're fine in terms of our question. We, we have plenty of content. So go ahead and, and do, do yours. Yeah. So I would ask him, did, like, did you even act when you were playing Han Solo? Because every time we see Harrison... <laughs> he just seems like he's Han Solo in real life. Like, did you even act yeah. or were you just being yourself and that, that lived in the character? You know, that's a fantastic question. And I, I do think he was being himself. I mean, I, I think in Harrison's mind, he's Indiana Jones. That's the, that's the Lucas character, the Spielberg character he loves. Yep. Like, that is his guy. I mean, he's on record. He's doing fucking Indy 5, no problem. They didn't have to pay him boatloads of money to come do it. He wants to do it, even though the last one was kind of goofy. But, hey, whatever. It's still Indiana Jones. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I, – I think you're right. I, I think Han Solo is Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is Han Solo. Yeah. I don't think he changes much of anything. Like, I, I've seen him act more – when he is playing Jack Ryan in like the clear and present danger or uh, in the fugitive stuff like that. Yeah. Like I, I feel like in his marriage with Callista Flockhart, there are a lot of interactions that are very similar to what you would see with hot and Leia in, in the movies. I mean, granted that's based off of Callista's, you know, personality and her mannerisms and stuff like that. But I can't, and I don't know if it's just because I'm such a, like a hardcore built into the woods star wars fan but i can't separate harrison and han like i can i can separate harrison and indiana because i've seen like you watch indiana jones and then you see harrison ford in real life and like you can see the differences like you can see 
how he changes his mannerisms, how he changes, you know, how he interacts with people when he's playing Indy. But then when he's playing Han and then you see him in real life, like the way he interacts with with people when he's at uh, an interview on these big TV shows or if you see videos of him, you know, out in public, he seems so much like Han that it's hard to distinguish. So, yeah, I mean, I I agree that like he's just he, he's got a little bit of himself in both characters, but Han Solo is is like almost just quintessentially him. Yeah, I, even when I was little, I think one of the I mean, Indiana Jones movies are fantastic, but when you're little, little, you know, it's I, I the, the space stuff of Star Wars definitely was more exciting to me. But anytime I, I'd see Indiana Jones, it, it was always hard for me to be like, that's Han Solo. No, that's Indiana Jones. That's Han Solo. No, that's Indiana Jones because they are kind of the same. And I think Nick's really hit on to something here. Yeah. Harrison Ford is Han Solo. Han Solo. They're the same character. Yeah. Yeah. They're super close. So so what do you have for, for Mr. Ford? All right, so, I mean, this is a, a lame one, so I'm not going to ask it, but, I mean, basically, why do you hate Han Solo and Star Wars so much? I mean, we kind of know he, he thought it was hokey, movies were hokey, characters hokey, wanted them to die, essentially, after episode four. So here, here's what I would, uh, my real question. Would you do a cameo on The Mandalorian? Hmm. I think he would. I think he would. I think he would say yes, because... It's not Star Wars. Like, if you think about The Mandalorian, it is set in Star Wars. It has characters that we know from Star Wars, but it's not the Star Wars that he knows. He knows original trilogy, prequel trilogy, the Force is everything. There are Force users, there are lightsabers. It is this kind of, not hokey, but it is a more... For his character, it is hokey. Where I think Mando is right up Han Solo's alley. It is Han Solo. Yeah, like that is Han being in his element. And if Han, like based off of our last question, if Han is in his element, then Harrison is in his element. Like if you look at Star Wars OT and prequel trilogy, Han is always out of his element. Like he's not used. Like the the closest he gets to it is the times when he's running away from the Empire. Like. It, yeah, and that's not no. Yeah, really that's a, that's a good point. So that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, Mando would give him that opportunity to say like, "Hey, I'm going to be this badass smuggler, underworld person, and really live in the character the way that he was brought up that we saw in Solo." And then I feel like he would be way just way more comfortable there. Yeah, I mean, timeline works. Everything works. May have to like de-age him a little bit, but not even that much. Yeah, I mean Disney is a, a masters at de-aging. Oh, I mean, yeah, shit. Just, just go, just go to just watching a recent MCU movie. I mean, de-aging. It's essentially they're cloning younger versions of these actors. I mean, what they did with uh, the char- Nick Fury character is absolutely insane. Yeah, I mean Fury yeah. in fucking Captain Marvel. It was. Re- I was like, did y'all just travel back in time and get yeah. fucking young Sam Jackson? And they, put they him need in this to movie? W- win awards for that. Like that to me is more impressive than some big ass CG alien or monster looking thing that feels realistic. I mean, that is disgusting what they're doing with this de aging. Uh, so you never know. I mean, I- I'd love it. I, I-, I mean, just. I, I would take a full-on cameo too. Like the motherfucker just walks into a bar, like, yeah, I need a drink, and Chewie's behind him, and that's it. Yeah. Like yeah. literally, they're not even in camera. They just we're, we're, we're cameras focus on Mando, and they just kind of walk in, like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, I mean that would be something. I mean, perfect. I mean, if you're at most Eisley Canteen, I mean, any anywhere where right. he would just like a, a scum and villainy hangout. I think that would be the perfect, be perfect. thing to do. See that. him maybe you know exchange blaster bolts with Dangar or IG, whatever. Yeah, it'd be great. All right, so uh, we're back to the maker, my friend. What's your your second question for Mr. George Lucas? I would want to ask him how how involved was he in the directing of five and six? Because I know he's not listed as the director, but we also know, and we always talk about it, like he was he was there, like he was still kind of shadow directing and stuff like that. So like what level of involvement outside of just writing did he have with five and six? Yeah. You would have to think if anything, he was at least talking to the director, you know, Irvin or whoever. 
and maybe yeah. saying, no, I think it should have been like this, or no, I should it should have been like this. Uh, I mean, George, he just showed up on the Game of Thrones set and, and directed a scene, so yeah. he's not he's not afraid to kind of butt in. I mean, he did it at, at uh, Solo, Solo yeah. with Ron Howard. But he's also George Lucas. He doesn't strike me as, or maybe he is. We, we don't know who these people are in real life. He probably is kind of a narcissistic asshole behind closed doors. I don't even know if I would list it as narcissistic. Because we, we were talking about it earlier in the first round with him. Like, he, he, he feels a sense of ownership over this. So, like. Right, okay. I, I, I'm thinking Steve Jobs, but not an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, like he he knows how to basically tell people they suck and he's right, without coming off looking like a dickhead like Steve Jobs did. Yeah, yeah, I but think both that's men a good... achieved, both men achieved fantastic things. They both have changed the world, so it makes sense. Yeah, I think. Um... Uh, but but I also I don't know I don't considering how much different those two movies feel to the four he directed. I don't think he probably ever got behind or got behind the chair and the clapper and, and directed a scene. Yeah. I mean, that might be a better question posed to to Larry and to Irvin. Like, right. how much was Lucas involved outside of just... I, I have a feeling he was stapled like Siamese twin to the director. Oh, yeah. I don't think he just, you know, would show up after lunch, but like, how you guys doing? Yeah, okay, you like the script today? Good, all right, I'll see you later. I mean, that, there's no way George Lucas did that. I mean, I could see him sitting right there with them and looking at everything, but just being silent George. Yeah, just to have like a director A chair and a director B yeah, chair. like, like taking it all in, in and unless something egregious took place, he probably didn't say shit. Yeah, yeah, that's probably, yeah, I think you're probably right on that. I would just, I would have loved to have been on set as they film those just to see, just to see what he did. Cause it's so interesting now knowing that that's the only two films that he didn't direct while it was still under his ownership. Well, hell dude, even when he was directing, if you ask any of the actors are like, George doesn't direct, he doesn't give us anything. Yeah. He doesn't give us anything to work off of. That is, he just gives us the lines and we go. Yeah. I mean, and that is why we got the prequels the way that they are. Right. And he, they've all said it. Like they, he says nothing. He pretty much just says nothing. Yeah. No direction. And he got fucking lucky with, with a new hope. Basically, like he he got lucky that those actors could could take what was on the paper and turn it into what they did. Uh, it, it was a perfect storm, though. It, it yeah. was the '70s. Uh, just the scope of the special effects already had people's brains and like la la land. Like, oh my god. I mean. It could have been just R2-D2 talking the entire time, and people still would have been like, this is the greatest thing we've ever seen. Yeah, because I feel I, feel, I think you're right. Like, I've never really compared the acting across the three original trilogy movies, but now that I think about it, if you go back and you watch those three movies back to back to back, you'll be like, man, the acting really got stronger in five and six, but you could cut that up to, like... Well, they're all young. Mark had never really had a starring role. Like I said, I mean, that. dude, a new hope. George was on his own. They're like, hey, man, you're crazy. We'll give you a little bit of money, but you're going to have to pay for most of this. We'll at least distribute it for you because we think it's going to fucking blow. So, I mean, no one knew what was going on on A New Hope. So, I, I kind of give that one a pass. And it, it, it isn't that bad. It's still not as bad in terms of acting as the prequels yeah, did. Yeah, no, not, not nearly. Uh, but, as, as you if you said, it, it things definitely increase. But, I'm sure the budget increased. Uh, the amount of people George could have around them increased. I mean, now we're talking about, okay, Fox knows we got a juggernaut here. Yep. Let's start pumping in the cash. Yeah. Do you think Fox told him that he had to use different directors? I don't know. I really don't know how that came to be. But but clearly, I know there's that's, a story, and I feel I feel like I've heard the story before. Yeah, that should have been the damn question. I'm gonna look it up just to see if anybody's ever asked him. No, I'm being like I think it is out there, Nick. I yeah. really think that story's out there, and it may be that George just didn't want to deal with the the directing stuff and wanted to focus on story. Yeah, I don't think it was a studio saying you can't do this. I mean, who would say it to a director that just 
essentially launched one of the most mesmerizing franchises of all time. Exactly, yeah. Like, no. I mean, after would. New Hope, with the money coming in, they, they were probably like, dude, you could direct this with your asshole, yeah. and we wouldn't care. Like Ace Ventura-style bending over, how you doing? Like, you know, <laughs> flopping his cheeks open and having that brown eye talk to you. Yeah, there was. Um, you're you're right. I don't think anybody would have said, "Nope, you got to sit out of the director." Uh, he chair. was he was a fucking golden boy at that point. Yeah, no, no question, no question there. All right, so what do you got? What do you got for George? This is kind of a a two parter, so hopefully it doesn't go too long. But but I asked. Okay, so the first part, Nick, is if if George could change one thing in the new trilogy, as in the sequel trilogy. What would it be? And then I followed it up with, how about your two trilogies, George? So in terms of the OT, the Preaks. So let's just start with the new trilogy. Yeah. You think if George could make one change, what would he have changed in either TFA or TLJ? I think he would have changed the Luke involvement. Similar to Mark, I think he would have changed the level of Luke involvement in TFA. And... I know a lot of people expected me to go the TLJ route because that's the more controversial of the films. But I feel like as as George, the creator of those characters, he would have wanted the same thing that Mark wanted. He would have wanted a, a trio reunion in one film and then him knowing that, okay, Harrison dies here, Mark dies in eight, and then Carrie dies in nine he knows that TFA is the only one where it could happen. So I feel like he would have changed Luke's arc to come in earlier or maybe even be involved right from the beginning and then work that a different way, like circle that back around a different way to where we have a similar Luke that we have in TLJ, but slightly different. Um, So maybe what he would have done in TFA is have Luke involved but then have some sort of tragedy happen within that movie where he needs to sequester himself like he did on Acto and TLJ and then put more time between TFA and TLJ. So instead of it being like a day, you would have a couple of years to where he's off on Acto. I mean, you're, you're being liberal with a day. It was like fucking Yeah, it was an like hour. 15 minutes. Like there was almost no time. <laughs> so like he stretches out the time between those two and then allows the sequestering of Luke to still have an impact on the galaxy like it did have in TLJ, but also allow him to be involved in TFA to a much greater extent than he was. So that's what Yeah, I, I think I, I don't think you're too far off. I think it would have been TFA as well. And I'm just going to go with I, I think he would have definitely got in a shot of the trio, the big three. Yeah, yeah, because that's, that's his heart and soul. I mean... That's, right. I mean, those three people, I don't want to say made his career because I think that even like, I mean, they kind of did, but those are the people that, that George grew up with in a way too. Like he directed. Well, I mean, he, people, he made but. their career. I was going to have, I may save it actually. Yeah. I'm going to save it. I, I have something right, right along those lines, buddy. Way to use the force there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So. I, I, I agree. Okay. I think it would have been, let's get the, the big three and, and have at it. Yeah. So so the original Just real trilogy. quick, his, what do you think he would have, just real quick, original trilogy? I mean, we already know, right? So that's a mute point. He made him worse. Yeah. He, 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 he showed added. us exactly what he would have changed. I'm dumb. I didn't even think about that. So yeah. we know his, like his legit answer. We know it, and I don't even know if I agree with it, but I will tell you at this point, Nick, when I watch Jedi now, because I've seen it so many times because of my little daughter. The no's not even there. I kind of like the no now. It's, I, like, I, I've watched it. I've gone back because like, I, I started to feel myself like, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of – I wish it wasn't so long and stupid. Yeah. But I'm kind of liking the, the no, no thing now. Yeah. Because I watch it without it, and, you know, I, I've railed on this podcast, like, fuck you! How could you change that? It was such a great moment. You didn't need him to say anything. You could feel the pain. And I'm like, you know, it does add a little bit. I mean, it's... But, let, let's, come on. Yeah. I may be drunk. You never know. No. It's, I think if there was one legitimate thing that he could have done that was outside of the, the edits that he made... I think he would have, int- like, brought 
Ian in earlier as the emperor. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Because I used don't him in, use him right in Empire. Yeah, like because I don't think that he he knew. Well, he probably knew how how big and how like I guess how people gravitated to that character. He probably knew that people would like. Oh my god, this dude's fucking awesome! Like, there's a guy above Vader. Holy shit! I think he didn't do it originally because he wanted to keep the focus on Vader. This is a movie and a series built around Anakin Skywalker, so he didn't want to bring him bring in the Emperor too early to overshadow Vader. But I feel like if he would have done it, if he would have brought in Ian in some part into Episode Five, then you could have built more on Vader because that's one thing that, that, that we kind of criticize now about if we have anything to criticize about the OT, it's that Vader's humanity comes super late and it is, it's nice that we get it in six and that we get it in the back half of six. Cause we start to attach ourselves to Vader. But I feel like if there's one thing you can do, you bring in the emperor earlier and you use him in a similar way to how S- Snoke was used to Kylo to kind of like humanize him in a way. Except with no, Kylo, I, I know where you're going to. with this. You're essentially you wanted to see more of the contentious relationship between Vader and Palpatine because Palpatine essentially, if you read even the new canon, his his whole goal from day one because Anakin broke himself was to get rid of Darth Vader. Yeah, it, it, but he also knew that by pushing him and, and sending other people to kill him and essentially just being an asshole to him calling him a you you suck you pussy blah 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 he was only going to make him angrier and stronger yeah uh but we, you never really get that you, you never get that vader deep down hates fucking palpatine's guts and wants to kill him uh, unless you have read eu you don't understand when when vader's saying to luke you know hey we can rule the galaxy of father and son he legitimately means i want to kill this fucker and you and I will run the galaxy because I think I know better than than Palpatine knows. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I agree. Yeah, it would have been nice to get a little bit more more of that, and to also show you how Palpatine's constant berating of Vader and castigating him essentially could help him turn against him ultimately. Yeah, and I think that's what I wanted to see is like the dehumanizing of Vader. The the oh yeah, I mean he treated Hayward, he treated Vader like a bitch you don't see it in the movies at all yeah so i think if they did that then you as a viewer you wouldn't view vader as like a hero but you would you would you would have more sympathy for him outside of just the very end of return of the jedi right and i think that would have made that whole scene more powerful like if you saw throughout episode five him beating him down and like just treating him like garbage and then you see that turn at the end, you'd have been like, fucking yes! This is what I wanted. Like, Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I see where you're going. I mean, I, I still like the power it has now comes from the redemption of his son. Yeah. But yeah, it, it would have been one of those, all right, now Palpatine's going to get his eat a dick type of shit like that. Yeah, so you get the duel, you get that, that redemption, and then you also get the payback. Like, you get the revenge. Right. That, that he's seeking so that's so the only it, thing. It, in terms of the prequel we've gone long on this so we're i'm going to end this right here but the prequel his answer would be i would delete attack of the clones i think <laughs> you okay, think he so would that, no but that's what i'm saying he would say, yeah just for the sake of time yeah he would he would definitely change some clones material i agree, <laughs> I agree. You, you'll never give him to admit that the movies are not that great but hey it is what it is We've moved on from the prequel hating. Every once in a while, if I get tuned up, you may hear it come out. But I just don't really have it in me today. So let's go back and hit Mark with his second question here. Okay. So Mark for round two. Hmm. I would ask him, which uh, which cast member outside of Carrie and, and, and uh, Harrison did he have the best relationship with? Like, who was his on-set buddy outside of those two? And it doesn't have to be an actor. Like, it could be crew, cat, you know, something like that. I'm just trying to think who he would have been around the most, and I'd almost have to say Kenny Baker or Anthony Daniels. Yeah. 
I think Kenny would be really that would probably or be maybe a, maybe Frank Oz. I know he he loves working with Frank. I saw that. I saw a. I saw in uh, it was a tweet. It was a video recently that showed the behind the scenes of TLJ when Frank Oz came in to control the puppet and voice Yoda, and right. Mark no, started it's, crying. It's, yeah, you're right. It's a part of that big documentary on TLJ, yeah. actually. But no, so yeah, I, I would say Frank Oz. I mean, that's in terms of like actually having dialogue with, that's really the only other actor outside of Carrie and Harrison. Yeah, I think, yeah, probably Frank Oz. I like Kenny Baker, though, because he probably spends the most time outside of Carrie and Harrison. He spends the most time in the movies with, with R2. Right. So, yeah, it was kind of a, a soft You hear Kenny moment. talking from the, the shell, like, oh, yeah, Mark, how you doing, boy? Dude, that would be hilarious. I'm go out and get some beers after this. Is that good? <laughs> if I was Kenny, I would have tried to fuck up as many scenes as I could, like as many takes as possible. I would have just started yelling jokes out of the fucking thing. I would have started just doing the most ridiculous shit. Just, yeah. I actually, I, I, and I could be making this up. I do it a lot, but I, I heard that Kenny used to kind of talk lines and shit when he was in there. <laughs> he you would know, just, or like make beeps and shit, like make his own beeps. Yeah. Cause you know, they they weren't playing the beeps live on set when they were filming. No. Yeah. He probably had to do at, at least do something <laughs> for, for Mark to beep, beep, boop, 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 boop. All right. So uh, my next question for Mark would be, do you regret anything you said about Star Wars in public? The answer is yes. Yeah, uh, I think he does. I think he's just so passionate about it that it's hard for him to hold back. Yeah, I'm not railing on him. I I think, if anything, he would say, yes, I regret it because I have to answer this question, which many people have asked me, so leave me alone. Yeah, like if... If he had no consequences, like if we lived in a world of no consequences, yeah, pre-social media, yeah, so like two thousand four, he would say everything that he wants to say. Exactly, like he yeah. would say, like I don't like TLJ. I think it's, I think Ryan fucked up my character. I, I think he would say all of that, or whatever, like because he's come out and said similar things or like things that are leading that way. But with social media, he he would have to say yes, I regret it. But right, you know, I I feel like i have to speak i, I think if anything just knowing how big of a social justice guy he is he probably regrets the fact that his words have been used for the kind of the alt writers of the star wars fan yeah that's what i was gonna say he he to, to kind of embolden them to to get even nuttier yeah he doesn't regret the words he regrets the result of the right. words right because i mean i've we, we've talked about it before it bums me out when he when he starts railing on the new Star Wars stuff because in the end I appreciate his concerns for the character he's played blah 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 but it's just it's damaging I mean, it'd be like for for a Christian if 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 Jesus appeared and said something yeah they would be like hey Jesus said it so it's got to be fucking right and that's what has happened especially around TLJ with with Mark and and Luke and the people that hated how Luke was it's just been like hey do you guys that like this, you're fucking dumb because Mark didn't. Yeah. It's like, oh, all right, well, whatever. So that that's what I think he regrets more than anything. All right. So we're going okay. to Harrison. One yep, more. Going back to Mr. Happy. <laughs> Mr. Happy. Okay. So for Harrison, I definitely want it to be a question that's that forces him to stay in the movie. So I would ask him something like, if you had to be in one more Star Wars movie, but you couldn't, but, you know, if you had to be in one more Star Wars movie, but you couldn't kill Han, what would this, what would the ideal arc for Han be? So like this is, so take this pre TFA, pre where he dies, where he gets killed. So all we have is original. So you're saying how, how do we get Harrison back into Star Wars without promising that he's that we're going to kill his character. Yeah. So like what arc would you have, would you want for Han that, That's Solo? pretty much what got him to TFA. Yeah. Was that you we're going to fucking they, kill you. They said, Hey, don't worry, Harrison, we're doing it. He's like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. So what would have gotten him to, to say I'm in without killing him post episode uh, six, another 10 million. <laughs> another <laughs> Money might've been the only thing I dude. I don't know. I, I think he hates it so much. I don't 
know if it's even possible unless it was just stupid money. Yeah. Man. He, he cares so little about the character and the stories in the world that the character participated in. I really don't think he would come back. Do you think if they offered him... Here's, here's an interesting way to put this. If he was younger, if it was straight post six, and they offered him solo as we saw it now, where the primary characters would have been him, Billy D. And Peter, would he have done no. it? No. No? Just based on his disdain for Star Wars, I have to say no. Wow. I think I he mean, dude, he wanted, he wanted to be dead after episode four. I know. But I think... He, he hated Star Wars that much. God. He wanted to be gone. I think he would have, like, for some reason in my mind, I'm like, he would bite at, at Solo as Okay, if it. they said it's going to be Indiana Jones in space... <laughs> then I think he would have done it. But if they're like, no, this is just going to be a continuation of Han Solo, he'd be like, fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah. He really does, and I hate it. It's That's what's always bothered me about Harrison. He fucking hates Star Wars, and he hates Han Solo even worse. Yeah, just, I, I don't Which, which is mind-boggling, because Han Solo is one of the most debonair, cocky-ass, scoundrel-like motherfuckers on screen. Like, yeah. he's a pimp. Like, he almost, like, built a new character archetype with Han Solo. Like Yeah, like, Han Solo, to me, and I love Star Wars, but I also love Indy, Han Solo's cooler to me than Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, cooler? Indiana Jones is a fucking history professor that is a spelunker. Yeah, I mean... Indiana Jones, I, I get the appeal, and I love the indie movies. It's, oh, me too. I'm not shitting on indie. I, I like, love fucking indie. Yeah, like, in terms of characters, by far, fucking... Right. I'd rather have cooler. a beer with Han Solo than Indiana Jones. Yeah, I think so, too. It, Han would have so many fucking crazy stories to tell you about smuggling and all this. Other. Yeah, right. I agree. Right. All right, so... Way, way better evening, yeah. so... I don't know, man. I just, I, I just, I really think he he hated Star Wars and Han Solo with his soul. Yeah, but it's so literally funny. his soul. Cause like, what, do you remember when Solo was coming up, and they asked him? I mean, I guess you know, I guess he was like, you know, the, if he had to give advice to to the person who got the Solo, the the role as Han Solo, um, he would say, "Don't do it." This is before they cast Alden. Do you think right. he was saying that because he's like, you can never play Han Solo like I could? Or he was saying it like, don't do it because Star Wars sucks. Yes, don't do it because you'll forever be known as a Star Wars character actor. Wow. Okay, yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. I really do. I, I mean, I, it's amazing. I mean, I really think they just said, hey, man, we're going to keep you on a retainer if you just kind of come out for these Star Wars events. Like, the fact that he showed up at Galaxy's Edge yeah. opening night is mind-boggling to me. Yeah. And, like, they even made him do a fucking line. Like, he he hit the Falcon like he used to to get it to turn on from the outside. And he's like, this one's for you, Peter. Bah. <laughs> and hits it, and, and the Falcon ride started up. And I just watch him like, there's no way he's enjoying this. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, maybe because Mark's there and they might be reminiscing a yeah, bit. Yeah, like but Mark and Billy and, I mean, I think, I yeah, mean, George. I, but I still. F George being there was probably the biggest thing for him. I, I still think he, he signed the deal way back when, when TFA was in the works. It said, we're going to pay you a ton of money. We're going to guaranteed kill your character. But at least one time a year for the next five years, we're going to drag you out for a PR event. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't right. think he's doing this for fun. No, no, I don't think so either. Yeah. Mark Hamill going to that? I could see him, him volunteering. I'm sure they still get paid. But Harrison, no way. So here's my question to, to kind of wrap this up, Nick. And it, it, you got to think about it because I, I I do think there's some validity to it. So Harrison, do you credit George Lucas for your career? Lucas put him in American Graffiti. I believe yeah. that was the first movie. I, Lucas brings him on after he's doing carpentry work for Star Wars and see you later. I mean, he then Lucas gets him mixed up in Indiana Jones, which turns into Jack Ryan, which turns into the fugitive fugitive. And you know, all these years later, he's one of the most iconic actors of all time. I think he wouldn't dare say that that Lucas did not launch his career. Right. I think that even for a person as self-confident 
and braggadocious as he is, he knows that without George Lucas, he doesn't have a career. Right. I mean, he started late, Nick. I believe he was in his late 20s, if not early 30s yeah, I, I thought as an it actor. Was early 30s, yeah. Like, and basically, like, like you said, if Lucas does not put him in American Graffiti, this guy, is he's a carpenter in middle America, right. and that's it. And he's probably not crashing planes on golf courses or, or doing life flights in a helicopter either. Yeah, no, like he is complete. He he is a regular, fucking working man. So I think he would have no issue saying yes, George Luke. I credit George Lucas in my career. Like if it wasn't for Lucas, you I would, would be hope. Nobody. You would hope so. I, I really don't know where else he could go because he was a practicing carpenter. Like that was his job. Yeah, and I think like the relationship that he has with Lucas allows him to do that too. Because him and George are still close. Like. Right, they're he, working on indie. Yeah, like I mean, indie, and but that's the thing is like when he talks, when even when he talks about indie, he doesn't really talk about Steven Spielberg. He talks about George. Well, I mean, George created it. I just think Spielberg directed it, right? Yeah, but yeah, Spielberg was the, was the director, I mean, and George, George did the writing for. Right, he, he wrote it and produced, I believe. Yeah, but I th- I still think like in my mind, I I still call indy spielberg's flicks because i feel like if george directed those movies it would have been completely different but i like but usually when you when you hear an actor talking about like a movie that he's worked on he talks about the director but it's always anytime he talks about indy he talks about george and i just think that those two are so close that he's like yeah of course this my my career is completely george's doing yeah, so I don't know. That's kind of fun. Yeah, like kind of pretending that we know what other humans are gonna say. I know. Like if we if we actually had them on here, they'd probably give an all different, completely different answers. Like, are you kidding? Except me? for Harrison, I think we have Harrison figured out to a T. Yeah, Harrison's one hundred percent. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, he he just he's that dude is not wearing a mask in public. He I think he just he's a straight shooter. And yeah, he, he doesn't he, give a fuck. He tells it how it is. He doesn't care how many millions of people love him as Han Solo. He'd still sit in a, in a room full of them and say, "Why the fuck are you people here? You're crazy." Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like find something else to do with your life. So. <laughs> find a new hobby. Uh all right, man. Well, that wraps this special edition of the Star Wars Time Show. You know what you need to do at this point in time, people. It's if you haven't already, you need to go to StarWarsTime.net and get yourself subscribed to the Star Wars Time Show. There's a link right up there at the top right. You can get subscribed to whatever platform you want to listen on. You can also hook into our YouTube. And if you are subscribed, please like, rate, and review. Thumbs up, whatever platform. It helps tremendously. We need some of that organic love. All right, people, until next time, may the force be with you always.